Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm your co-host, Youngmi Mayer. And I'm your other co-host, Brian Park. And Youngmi, today we have... I'm excited for our episode. Me too. <laughs> what was that? that was we like have a, a very t- special guest. <laughs> that was the most insincere, like, me too. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> really? What are you trying to say? You're trying to say I'm phony? I'm gaslighting you right now. <laughs> this is a common thing. That was theme. a genuine emotion that I was feeling right there, <laughs> Brian. I'm gaslighting you because I'm a man. Okay. Living in our patriarchal society. <laughs> and I have all the privileges. Oh my God. We're, no, I'm sitting aside, very far away from you. You are sitting very far away this from me. This feels a little strange. You feel so far from me. I know. We're usually just like right next to each other. We're far from each other because we are recording at our special guest's apartment. Yes. And today's guest is... I'm really excited for her. She is a jewelry Brian, designer. you said my name wrong. Actor. She just whispered I said my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, please welcome Arpana Rayamaji. Yay! Thank you. Yay. Clapping for herself. I just felt like we needed somebody to clap. Yeah. Something. yeah. No, no, hype yourself up. Hype yourself up. All right. Because you know what? Who's going to do it if you're not going to do it for yourself is what I always say. There's just three of us in the room. So we might as well, you know, create an audience. Be the audience too. Yeah. Be the audience. I feel very much like an audience right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but thanks for joining us, Arpana. I'm so happy to be here, guys. Thank you so much for the consideration. I really appreciate it. But before we dive into you. Oh, Brian. Brian, how are you feeling? You. Uh, I'm gonna keep this short. You just called me a motherfucker. (laughs) It's a joke on our our podcast. That's so intense. (laughs) I'm gonna get canceled. Oh my god. Okay, but this is the last episode that I'm. It's gonna be feeling Asian with young me. Such a wild start. Yeah, this is this is terrible. (laughs) Is it a terrible start? I like it. You like it. It's very chaotic, which is my brand. I love it. I love it. Brian, how are you feeling? Tell me. Um, I'm feeling very good right now. I think part of it might be this wonderful matcha tea that Arpana has provided us. It's amazing. But Thank I'm feeling you. good, although I'm, uh, I, I'm like, I was just about to take a sip from the tea and then realize that <laughs> I still need to continue talking. Uh, I feel good. But what I don't, what is unusual about it is whenever I feel good, like my mental state is good, I feel healthy, I'm, there's like a vibrancy to just my existence in general. Yeah. I immediately assume I'm going through a manic episode. Oh. <laughs> which is, which, but it's just a That's testament to, me. it's okay that I feel this good. Yeah. Why do I have That's to? That's actually tr- how you Ooh. should always feel. Is yeah. That this is this good. Right. Right. But I don't know, I don't know why I so assume like, I'm like, I'm feeling good. I must be fucking manic right now. Mm, are you judging yourself? <laughs> yeah. I don't you know why are? I do that. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. But I, I, I feel good. You just can't be happy. (laughs) I guess. Because I feel like my happiness, I have to attribute it to a specific thing, like a reason why I'm happy, Mm. as opposed to like a general just sense of well-being. Yeah. And so Mm. that's making you feel like you're having a manic episode. Exactly. Mm, That makes sense. But maybe my manic episode is just how regular people feel all the time. Wouldn't that be great if this is just how you felt all the time? I I love this manic version of myself. Yeah, I do too. How are you feeling? Well, I'm in like literally a never ending manic episode right now. It's been weeks. I mean, when was I first talking about it? Do you remember, Brian? When I was like, I'm manic. I'm still well, manic. Well, you told me you go through ebbs and flows. You go manic and then depressive. Yeah, yeah. But, but then this you one's first really brought long. it up about a month ago. But also, it's co- coinciding with the fact that I'm single. So I feel like maybe that's what's break- making me happy. 
But um, how the I general feel- sense of liberation that you get from being single, or because yeah. you're getting all that good dick. Mm, I think. I think just like the sense of like liberation and freedom. I think that this is like more of my thing. You know, I, I think I'm going to try to like do this for a long time. It do you have a lot really of time good. to yourself right now? Um, like, do I do, ex- but okay. I'm also, you know, I have a son. I, I did know. not know that. No. Yeah. So I, I hang out with him and then, but then I co-parent with my ex-husband. Okay. So when he goes to his house, I'm like single chaotic legend on the streets as (laughs) i've been saying to death everyone's sick of me talking about that but um so so it's like you know i have like this time to myself where i can date and just be free and then i have time when i'm with my son i started painting a lot that's really nice because i i mean i've painted all my life but then i just i got back into it yeah i feel like i don't know what if i just like stay single and then I'll never be depressed again. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like my depression comes with me being in a relationship. I've, I don't know what's up with so that. I've read so many articles online on the internet. Clearly, I can trust the internet yeah, as yeah. we all can. Um, I've read so many articles where apparently um, women, like a lot of older women, women that have lived past their hundreds, like they're usually Japanese or... Yeah. You know, yeah. And um, they say how the, the, the secret to the longevity for their life is to stay away from men. Apparently, Whoa. I don't know if it's true. I've read two articles like that. Again, it's the internet, right? And I trust it. So, well, wow. I'm gonna live forever then. So, well, I'm not so staying by, away so from by, men. So, though, by you know recording this podcast with me, a man, you're <laughs> killing yourself. I'm not, but I'm not staying away from men. I'm just not like in a relationship with men or yeah. anyone. Yeah, it's the contact. Okay. That that that. that what can, about like, the kill you? The dick contact. Because I'm getting a lot of that. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna I, die I, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the rate I'm going, I'm tomorrow. I'm gonna die. Wow, you guys are both so happy and in such good places in your lives. I feel like I need to. Oh yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, hey? Arpana. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? Um, I'm actually feeling like I'm vicariously living this extremely joyful episode in my life through you guys i'm actually just finished school and school was really intense um and now i am trying to unwind and believe it or not i am still thinking a lot of things i was said in school and I, I it's it's actually very crucial for me to spend time by myself so it's been really really good in that way oh okay yeah but i feel very nice like staring at two really beautiful faces Ooh. and this Ooh, is why like a video they? is actually oh us important <laughs> Where are these beautiful faces <laughs> you're talking There's about? There's only three people in the apartment. I legitimately <laughs> was looking around. It's like, where are they? Um, are so they yeah, I've had these very beautiful Asian faces um, yes. looking at me right now. And yes. it's, it's a great privilege. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Wow. No, thank no. you. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. We're I feel so even better. better I exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel great. You now guys I feel are like on a roll. Our yeah. are passing us up right now. <sighs> I'm really yes. good at that. Yeah. Uh, that, so we met at our acting school. Yes, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have the same teacher, but I would always see you roaming around the hallways. And you're probably one of the most fashionable people that I know. And I was like, she. I want to be friends with her. She oh. seems like a cool person. That's really funny because I, yeah, we don't have any, we've, well, we, we had a class together. I think we did the... The one class. Yeah, we had like, yeah. Yeah, one class. Yeah. It was a on-camera audition class. Yeah. And we had to bring audition t- <laughs> and we crushed oh, wow. it. You oh, crushed I, it? I was so good. And we you were hired by So we definitely needed classes for sure for that. It we was so good. We were going to so be good. in the Irishman, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
we're not white, so oh, you had to replace like, us. The acting's good, but you're not an old Italian <laughs> we still, man. We look so a little too young to be like, in that can, movie we, to have that have CGI done to our faces. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't work. <laughs> we have the technology to make you younger, but we uh, can't change your face. We can't make you Italian. Um, no. Martin Scorsese is a great director. Just to, just in case. He's, Sorry. he's probably the <laughs> best. Had no. to say have you that. heard you of him? I'm it. trying to save my... Martin Scorsese. Have you heard of him? Scor- have you heard of Martin Scorsese? He's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and he listens to Feeling Asian podcasts. <laughs> Don't talk shit, guys. He's our number one listener. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be so upset when he hears hey, us. Marty, Marty, if you're listening. Um. Wow, that was actually a smart move of you to, to say you really Thank God like you him. said that. You it saved, it would have hurt his feelings. Yeah, yeah, well, I, you know, you never know. I might be the Irish woman. I don't know. You, know, you never I mean, know. I, you clearly. Yeah. I will be the Irish. <laughs> I might be the Irish woman. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, in the future, you know, you got to secure your bases. Of yes. course. Yeah. So, so I'm really grateful that I've gotten to know you. And I guess for our listeners who might not be familiar with your work, I know I gave you a really brief intro, like jewelry designer, actor, artist, extraordinaire. I want to give you a chance to describe yourself to our listeners. Um, my name is Arpana. I was born and raised in Nepal. I lived in Kathmandu all my life up until I was 24. Um, then I started living in New York full time. I went to Cooper Union for four years. I graduated with a degree in fine arts. And then I started making jewelry for three years. I was already making jewelry actually when I was in school because I found myself living in a very, very big, uh, super competitive city in so many levels. And um, being an international student with an F1 visa, I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with it. If you're an international student, you know what it means. You have five years or however many years you get your F1 visa. It's usually a full-time program. But after that, uh, you know, the chances of me getting a job as an artist, because I was not going to do a nine to five, was very, very tricky. Yeah. So um, I decided to make jewelry mm-hmm. and that became a way for me to put my work out there and also legally have a business. Mm-hmm. So I did that for three years and s- something inside me was just still, I don't know not settled and I wasn't happy with it not in the sense that ju- making jewelry does not make me happy but I felt like I'd moved here for something bigger mm. so now I'm studying acting and I feel like finally I don't know where it's gonna go but I feel like my life is just on track for the first time Ooh. Yeah. you're gonna so be the Irish woman I is <laughs> Martin Scorsese if you're listening I'm serious he's, yes oh, he's definitely I listening. will <laughs> be the Irish woman I'll even be the Irish man I don't care Wow, so you you grew up and lived in Nepal for 24 years. Yes. Before you came to New York City. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd lived here for like a year and then I transferred from Philadelphia to New York because I was not happy living in Philly at all. Oh, I okay. felt like I had made such a big move and I was settling for something that was second best. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I felt like I was also running out of money. My life is, a lot has happened in the last 10 years, honestly. But at that point in my life, I was going to... Uh, Temple University in Philly and I was paying full tuition and my mom called me one day and she goes so I did you get any scholarship for next year because we don't have any money so I said well I decided to quit school and I want to apply to this other school so that prolonged the process of me like just having to go back and forth quite a bit and I gambled and I put my entire life on it and I applied to Cooper because it was free yeah and I am so fortunate to be able to say that I got in. That's so amazing. That's amazing. That, so that was my plan was to like drop out, 
oh my god I, if i think about it i feel like i'm so happy i can smile about it now and i'm doing this because i really felt like i had no idea what was going on right. yeah. like my life could have just been completely different mm. wow yeah that's exciting that's kind of that's really badass it's like a huge gamble i'm just really, really lucky that it worked out you know like i can be proud about it at yeah. points because i did make certain choices and you are a product of your choices mm -hmm. you know yeah. you are the choices you make in your life and i am proud of them but there is more gratitude towards it because i know that things had to work i i don't, I don't know i don't want to sound law like ooh, like i believe in fate fate and stuff but mm -hmm. i do yeah i believe in karma fully wow so as a korean person born in america i have no idea what nepal is like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's various reasons for that yeah and we are going to touch on it later but do you know anything about nepal i don't but you know um can i ask you before we ask about nepal because i feel like we wanted to focus on the fact that you are from a place mm -hmm. that isn't I mean, even when we were growing up, Korea wasn't, a, no one knew what Korea was. People thought it was like part of China, I remember. <laughs> like Part of Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they thought it was like a region of China. Mm -hmm. But I mean, now it's a little bit well more known, but I mean, it's, it's still sort of obscure compared I mean, to I China. I think Korea's pretty well known I mean, now. the 12-step skincare thing <laughs> that everyone's doing has brought Korea to the map. Yeah. I mean, but, but okay, like we, in our, okay, in our circles, Korea is known, but like if you go to like, yeah. I don't know, like other parts of it's America. China for sure. Yeah, they, right, right, right. they might yeah. not know. Sure. No. Um, but then, how? Wh what's it like? Be do you? First of all, do you identify as an Asian American? Like that's how you identify, or do you think of yourself as an Asian American, or do you think of yourself as like a Nepalese person? I, I still think of myself as Nepali. I'm not American. I have a green card here. Okay. And so I I see myself as a New Yorker more mm. so than an American. Mm. I just never, you know, right. the, the culture that I grew up in is completely different. Like you can be Asian here, whatever Asian means, because Asia is fucking massive. Yeah. And we keep like having this idea about what Asia is because I'm, I do actually take off, you know, whenever I have to take off some boxes, I'll do like take off um, Asian American and I'll take off South American, I'll, not South right. American, sorry, South Asian. Yeah. I'll take off a few boxes because I feel like they all apply to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, well, I, I don't I, I don't really have this like attachment to my own identity. I think that's because I did not grow up in the U.S. I think the U.S. has a different um, thing going on because it's really a place where everybody from around the world, like everybody lives here, right. you know, yeah. and and I feel like there will be tension because of it. There will be misunderstandings because of it. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess if I had to really identify myself, I would I would say I am Nepali, mm -hmm. but I live in New York. And these two things are very important to me in terms right. of my identity. They're both just as important. And if you when you hear the phrase like Asian, mm -hmm. you know, you hear people refer to people as asians yeah in which we talked about with fumi like which is a very huge broad place but when you hear a the word asian does that feel does it feel like it i like describes you like that yes identity? it does right. now the american concept of asian might not but even when i have uh when people you know are like, oh, the Asian Americans, and they don't even consider that I'm Asian. Right. I find that I'm not really, I'm not even surprised by it anymore, honestly. It's just, um, it's just become such a part of my life where I'm like, well, I am Asian American. And yeah. it just, things get really tricky because in the US, the conversation around other Asians, like Middle Easterners, are called Muslims. They're also <laughs> very Asians, but they're seen in a much more religious light mm. than, say, like a racial light, which I find it 
very unusual. And when I'm in the US, I'm like, so many people ask me if I'm Mexican or Colombian, South American. I just, yeah, honestly, I don't know. I think a lot of people don't have the opportunity or didn't have the opportunity, still don't, that I do, where I, I can enjoy that. I don't think a lot of people have experiences that can allow them to enjoy this. I am from anywhere. Right. You know, I just have never had that. So I can really be like, it doesn't, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, you know, I think identity is always, it can only be so accurate. It's not ever fully accurate. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like an American perception, when, when you think of Asian American or Asian, they just see like East Asian. You but know, predominantly Chinese, I would even argue. No? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would even, because yeah, like even Japanese Chinese. or like Koreans or like, like now like Thai people and um, like Southeast Asians are also traveling a lot more than usual. Right. And I think the world has become so globalized that we're actually seeing a lot more people, a lot more movement. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's like Asia is just so big. Like Russia, Siberia is in Asia too. Yeah. You know, it's like right there. They're Asians. That's something yeah. I but we never kind of think recently. about it. When yeah. you see like, like Uzbeki or Kazakh, like Kazakh, yeah, Central like, Asians, oh, yeah. They kind of look, they look, I didn't know they looked Asian. There's a guy in my class, his name is Jovid, and uh-huh. he's from Tajikistan. Ooh. Isn't sexy. that so cool? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Is he single? <laughs> he, he does work out. <laughs> Ooh. Is he single? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, it's such a. Yeah, I mean, it's a broad. huge place. And. See, yeah. th- but I mean, that kind of is the reason why I feel like I'm so, Nepal is so mysterious to mm-hmm. me. And the only association I have through the American lens is the Himalayas. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And as you acknowledge, like Asia is a very big place. There yeah. is a rich cultural history to Nepal that mm-hmm. I am not attuned to. Yeah. What, what is it? What is it like? Like I have no conception of what Nepal is. So it's, um, it's a very different world. It's, it's, um, have you guys been anywhere in Asia? Wait, you say you've been I've to Korea, but Korea is very different. Yeah, I've yeah. been to Western Unless China. you go to like rural Korea, then maybe you'll see some similarities. Sure. I see similarities with like Nepal and Japan too, and people find that really strange, but mm. I would even like Nepal, I would even say physically Nepal could look a lot like Mexico minus mm. the colonial remnants. Plus a little bit of some of that actually back home, but we were never colonized. But we just brought in architecture from the Brits and and Europe when a certain ruling class some 50-something years ago or about uh, 80 years ago brought this architecture to Nepal. But it's very different. It's um, really somewhere between something super ancient and mm. modern. It's like right smack in the middle, I feel like. Mm-hmm. We're, we are still predominantly an agricultural country mm-hmm. and majority of people are, are farmers or like rely on agriculture. Yeah. The second biggest um, uh, industry is tourism. So, mm. And it's really small compared to the rest of the world. So it's still really tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has the issues of any quote unquote developing third world. I, I, I also have really big issues with this terminology in yeah. general. Third but quote unquote, yeah, the quote unquote, like the developing whatever development really means anymore. Um, it even has like the, the drawbacks of that, which is like, you know, not enough like infrastructure for health and education and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, there's a huge progress happening in the other end where um, like in terms of human rights issues, like women women's rights is being talked about a lot more than it has in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, same with sexual minorities, sexual like LGBTQ, LGBTQ. Okay. Yeah. sexual yeah. minorities. Like, I like, like how that sounds. I yeah. live in New York. I live in the US. I know what this word is. Yeah. But even people um, in the LGBTQ spectrum are being recognized and they're being given rights. We have, we're really, uh, in some ways, we're 50 years behind, in some ways, 50 years ahead. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's, it's beautiful. And people, 
when when I lived there, obviously, like you know, I was so close to everything. I would get so frustrated with everyone. I'm like, fuck, man, why does everything take so long? This is so fucking crazy. Yeah. But now that I'm living away from it, I can appreciate it for what it is. And I could not do that when I was there. Wait, what do you mean everything takes so long? Like we're slow and we like to chill. And oh. I and I came <laughs> from a really mm. chill, slow city. And I mean slow. <laughs> just fucking slow. Like that I don't know awesome. like really slow. That's what I need right now. Like everything is just like slow. And now I come to New York and <laughs> Wait, are you saying that I'm gonna die soon? You know, seriously. Yeah. Like I feel like I have no time yeah, to Yeah, I'm gonna die tomorrow. And, and so like, I know I'm gonna you're gonna die. Yeah. Do, do you think that feeling of slowness <laughs> that permeates through uh, where you grew up in Kathmandu is is that tied to their like philosophies on life? Where like where do you think that stems from? I think hmm, capitalism doesn't exist in Nepal the same way as it does in the West. Yeah, a lot of things have happened. Like there was a big Maoist insurgency that lasted almost twenty years, ten years, a little over ten years of fighting and killing really impoverished villagers oh, wow. in the name of communism it happened you know it never touched the city per se yeah but we've had series of like i grew up with like series of protests and political like shutdowns the country would be shut down for like the entire country would be shut down for days you mm. know and we only had like two hours or so in the daytime to go and buy vegetables or go get, go get our produce yeah. um we also had like really intense uh, power cuts for 18 hours a day um, because we had really corrupt system. It's Nepal is it's it's really strange because there's so much that has happened in the last twenty years that I f I honestly feel like even people that live there feel like we are in this constant flux of transition and it's happening very fast. Mm. It's changing mm. a lot faster than New York. I've been to Nepal maybe four times in the last two years, mm -hmm. and every time I go back, I'm like, wow, this is different. This is different. The same neighborhood, even so. Yeah. yeah it's changing really fast you really have to go there to see it it's very nice i would love to go there. it's really nice that we have like amazing. thousand year old temples and stuff wow yeah they're That's so, so yeah. cool it's really old and amazing and new and has bad like poverty um yeah. in rural places and has some of the most richest people in the world it's really wow. insane yeah but it sounds like when you were growing up there 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 was some unrest in you or like you knew that that wasn't going to be where you stayed forever. Mm. I knew it ever since I was very young that I wanted to <clears throat> live somewhere that was really big. And I wanted to live in a place where the entire world lived. That was really important for me because I never particularly felt that. I even came from a small place and I belonged in a small place. I just kind of, I think it's my mother. She just told me like, you have to go out into the world and see the bigger world. And if you have that opportunity, you should do it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I always knew, I also felt very um, stifled back home. Mm. I really wanted to do the arts ever since I was a kid. All, we just don't have that facility back home. Mm. You know, like you have to like go to an art university and that means like you're already in your 20s and I'm like, I just can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't. So I knew I was going to get out. I felt very different. Did you, um, okay, so now, now that you live in the States, um, you know what I was wondering? Is there like a community of like Nepali people? like that you have found here or do you end up hanging out with them at all i there is a big uh, surprisingly a very big nepali and tibetan community in new york mm -hmm. um a lot of us are in jackson heights in queens uh -huh. and that's where like some of the better nepali restaurants are it's really really good yeah. I, I try to go there at least once a month to eat if i'm missing like home food a lot but i have a few friends um they're not particularly part of the nepali diaspora that's living here uh -huh. so for me 
I had a very small group of friends even growing up in Nepal and I kept to myself quite a bit because mm-hmm. I felt like I wanted to just like actually have really serious connections and I've never really felt connected to somebody because they look like me whatever that meant right. means you know I've I've oh. never felt connected to anyone because they share the color of my skin right. I feel more connected to a Nepali woman because I know her experiences are similar to mine mm-hmm. but at the same time I feel like even with me and my friends who we all grew up together we all just had completely separate lives so i always had this thing with people where i connected with them more so because of who they are rather than what they look like right yeah so yeah. for me in being in new york has been about meeting people that i have been searching for all my life mm. which are people that are interested in things that i'm interested in or people that are doing things that i'm totally not doing and i probably wouldn't and they could teach me something so i've always looked for people that are more like me in the essence of me rather than just the physicality right wow yeah i think i have a converse experience Mm -hmm. because you know you grew up in Kathmandu where people do look like you yeah whereas i grew up in texas where no one looked like me and so exactly i think i put somewhat a, a stronger emphasis on I'll immediately will give more leniency or of a chance with another Asian person. Right. They look similar to me. Like, mm. yes, of course, yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, we have to have similar interests, similar ambitions, yeah. and that will distinguish a relationship we have. Of course. But if there is another Asian person, I will be like, okay, there's like a in bond. my brain, there's yeah. a stronger likelihood that we are going to connect. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, so if you see another Nepali person, mm-hmm. just because if I'm imagining, I would be like, oh, they kind of like know what's going on you know after like living here and like like you said interacting with people that think you're mexican or Mm -hmm. whatever it's like is it kind of cool to like see another nepali person you're like i see you girl like finger guns it is actually (laughs) across the subway i see you you know (laughs) i'm like there you are there you are i see you i was waiting for you i knew i know i know what you are you're not mexican (laughs) you're nepali and guess what i can actually tell the difference because i'm from nepal right yeah i'm like you see them on the subway you're like yeah you just you just thumbs up them from across the. although i did meet a (laughs) korean woman uh, a korean girl working hold on she was a korean girl working in a japanese restaurant and i was convinced she was like from nepal and i'm like you're from Nepal, and she goes, "I'm Korean." I'm like, "That's so." What if far. she was lying to you? <laughs> That's so like, far. What if she was lying to you because she didn't? Balenciaga. W- yeah, I'm she's Korean. like, she's like, she doesn't want. She was just like making it up. No, I'm not. I'm I'm Korean. Or something. <laughs> like, so why are you lying to me? Yeah. <laughs> but but the thing about Nepali people, this is a very true story. I'm like not gonna lie. Nobody can tell I'm Nepali. Not even Nepali people oh, really? outside mm. the country, which breaks my heart because why? for me because so there are complexities within nepal where uh-huh. there is a larger the mediated so okay this gets complicated hold on so nepal is super diverse it's there's right. hundreds of ethnicities languages i mean we're all like mixing and slowly the languages are dying and stuff and that's a whole other issue but we are very 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 mixed and um but the general mediated sense of nepal that the world seems to have which uh-huh. is even affecting us i think is that nepali people are more asian looking mm. Mm. So now that's an interesting segue to like looking asian right yeah. mm-hmm. because people that look more asian oh man whatever that like means like east asian yeah, east compared asian. to south asian yeah, like right. east asian or right. like in the spectrum like if you are looking if, if you look more towards the leaning definitely towards the east asian people tend to think you're nepali mm. if you go to india people for obviously like in majority of india people will generally think nepali people are supposed to look slightly chinese right which is really interesting for me because every time people are like oh you look so mexican or you look so um, indian i'm like no i look very nepali 
Mm. I'm like, I know I look very Nepali because in Nepal, nobody questions where I come from. Yeah. But when I am outside of Nepal, even Nepali people say, oh, I did not think you're Nepali at all. And oftentimes, it's, they tell me it's the way you dress. Oh, mm. right. I have no conception of Nepal. I'm learning a lot yeah. during mm-hmm. this discussion and how even in Nepal, you people, some people might not even perceive you as Nepalese. Yeah. Mm. And so, you know, you've you moved here to New York about, what, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've noticed that there is a, there's been a progression in the cultural conversation surrounding Asian representation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, we had crazy rich Asians. Yeah. Like last year. I'm saying this because it's all, it's mainly East Asian. When people think Asian in America, they assume Chinese, Japanese, Korean. Yeah. Yeah. So in the midst of all of this progress we're making in Asian representation, like, do you feel like any part of you is being seen? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, No, because I, I mean, I grew up like watching like Bruce Lee and I thought he was incredible. And some people, some of my neighbors look like Bruce Lee. They're closer to Bruce Lee because they were East Asian. I've never felt like looking at, I don't know, Lucy Liu or Aziz Ansari or I never felt like they represented me. Mm. I still don't feel like somebody with the color of my skin represents me. Mm. Um, My mom was an actor. So my thing was like I actually had a direct representation Mm. literally from home to the television. Uh. So for me, I'm always like, well, my mother is on screen and so is my sister. So it's a different it's a different reality in some right, ways. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've I've never ever looked at anybody that even remotely looks like me or closer to me, and I think they represent me. I've always weirdly felt it felt the need to represent myself because mm. I felt like that would be the closest. But when I discovered Bjork, though, when I was I think thirteen or fourteen, I was listening to her music, and I'm like, where is this from? Where is this person from? Her work, da da da. And I found out that she was from a really small place. It's called Iceland, yeah. and. I felt more connected to that because I come from a really small place that people oh. don't know about. So for me, I was like, oh my God, there are these small places in the world and yeah. these people are doing it. Granted, like I'm nowhere nearly as talented as Bjork, but I look at I look at people like her and I'm like, oh, that's more like me. Mm. Oh. Yeah, you're identifying with how like the, her expression like sp- of self. Yeah, like and also like a specific reality of what it means to be from a, a place that's area. really small that a lot of people will have no idea about yeah. and what it means to say be like well I'm from China but people can but people know where that is and yeah. they have a, they have preconceived notions they don't know what China is like I don't even know if like half the people in China know what China is mm-hmm. you know like it's like how can you know like it's yeah, just yeah, practically yeah. impossible just so, so I think we have certain ideas but I always felt like if somebody came from a tiny little place somewhere and they did things, I'm like, oh my God, that's so miraculous. That's my reality. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like a really interesting, that's like really interesting because I feel like I'm also from a really small island called Mm -hmm. Saipan Mm -hmm. and like nobody knows about it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yeah, I would, I definitely identify with you like feeling like people don't understand where you're coming from yeah, and stuff like all. that and like you have to explain it and yeah that, that makes a lot of sense and then they're always like is it like india and i'm like no <laughs> it, not at all is italy like france like <laughs> i don't know not really like yeah, is yeah, yeah. germany like do you go and speak german in spain like not yeah. really mm-hmm. like so the difference is like is it like india yes is it like china yes is it like either of them no yeah. it is what it is yeah. you know wow i'm all about like when i see popular asian figures who do look more similar to me in appearance Mm -hmm. 
and like Bruce Lee, like Bruce Lee, or <laughs> even like John Cho, for instance. I know that I have my, I know who I am as a person. I have mm-hmm. my own vibe. I yeah. have my own interests. Yeah, and I know the person I'm seeing on screen. We probably wouldn't be friends. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I'm so like I'm. I still feel very proud. Right. But then mm. I'm questioning like, but I just. Like yeah, we look alike, but we don't. We're not the same we're, type of person. Yeah, you like, probably yeah. won't even know. like the same restaurant. <laughs> You'd be like, let's go get food, and one's like, well, what do you want to eat? And one was like, burger, and I'm like, I fucking like burger. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I want to eat Korean food. So I'm very much John like that. John Cho would be like, I want hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. like what? But that's interesting though, because yeah. it goes to what you're yeah. saying, like. Maybe yeah, yours. You just have like a more nuanced definition of like representation. Yeah. Whereas for me, yeah. it's like you look like me. I'm it's fuck like, yeah. I'm no, all well, for it. no, it's conditioning. Sense. Well, it also makes sense because it sounds like you know, growing up in Nepal, you felt sort of like maybe not like you fit in <laughs> at all, even though you physically look like everybody, yeah, yeah. and that was your quote unquote culture yeah. and your home, mm-hmm. and so you were finding connections with people based on like how your mind works exactly right? yeah and and then your history brian is that you were living in a place where no one looked like you yeah. and so you f- were finding connections with people that were maybe not like you but looked like you on tv yeah, yeah. Like with, mm. so it does make sense like with your backgrounds yeah sure. but yeah it's yeah. it's it is it weird is. when you grow up somewhere because you know like i said i grew up somewhere small yeah and you feel so different than anyone else yeah. around you yeah you know it's a, yeah. it's such a weird feeling i've had like people you know like when i was on social like just starting on social media and i was just trying to put up jewelry a few years ago and uh-huh. i've had a few like people on the internet being like oh, man this might upset them but i don't really care um they're like oh you're a desi girl and da 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 you know and I'm like, first of all, I'm from Nepal. And it's a very American thing to do when you have the South um, Asians, specifically Indian, Pakistani, or Bangladeshi diaspora. Uh They they identify in a very specific way. Mm -hmm. But Nepal, Sri Lanka, Maldives, Bhutan are like still on the outside of these three regions. Like India would definitely be the the big boss, sort Uh of, right? Yeah. But, and they affect the entire region's um, media um india does and like we're sort of like indianized in some ways so right. they wanted me to say that i was desi and i'm like first of all this is like factually incorrect because i come from Kathmandu, and mm. it's a very very so you know even within the community people have been like oh why don't you do this and why don't you say this and it's like well if i was to do and say whatever you wanted to say mm. i would have been stuck wherever i was yeah like i did not move here to like live a life of somebody else's ideals you know and so yeah. I mean, it's New York, man. Like, come on. Like, every the New York would not be New York if everybody in the world did not move here and if we didn't function the way that we did. Like, if only Chinese people are to go and eat in Chinatown, mm-hmm. their business is going to hamper. Yeah. You know, it's going to suffer tremendously. Like, if yeah. only a Mexican guy bu- buys tacos and no, none of us eat tacos, we're like, first of all, we're missing out on really good food. Secondly, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, like, after, like, traveling the world and seeing, you know, New York, I'm like, wait, I can literally experience the world in this city. I love it. Mm-hmm. My my life in the U.S. has been so, in many ways, like socially and like uh, emotionally privileged because I had a completely different out- upbringing. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I mean, I've been to Japan and the food in Japan is really good, but it's all Japanese predominantly. So yeah, I just see beauty in in the U.S. and I see beauty in in this place. And you know, also I feel like uh, putting forward a narrative that this place also has something amazing rather than just like things that aren't working out because yeah. that is true for everywhere in the world. That's I true. think that's very important. 
can you explain the like i don't know if this is relevant but mm-hmm. the term daisy like mm-hmm. what why is it factually incorrect to call somebody from nepal daisy because we don't Kathmandu? we don't really like when we are in Kathmandu, we don't really like call ourselves that. What is like? What is the meaning of the word Desi? Like, does it um, mean so? Desi actually means like of a certain place, uh-huh, and like, uh-huh. and it's uh, the roots are um, Sanskrit and Hindi, and uh-huh. you know, oftentimes we use that word Desi as like de- okay Desi Gyu, which is like uh, we made this butter in the country or whatever in the region, you know. So we have certain terminologies, but we don't have that. Uh, p- uh, identity politics attached to it, right? right? right. Which, um, which d- debatable, I guess, but kind of true. Like the U.S. is more identity obsessed than everywhere else in oh, the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here, it's like different ways of making yourself feel part of the community, which I completely respect and I completely understand. But, but in 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 your quest to figure out who you are, if you start lumping people and telling people what they should be, right. then you're f- actually essentially doing what you're not supposed to you're supposed to create an identity for yourself so desi i think would apply majority to indian pakistani and maybe bangladeshi diaspora mm-hmm. first of all their history is almost the same you know it was like one big place and the brits like decided to do whatever and be like bye bye we're gone <laughs> we have time to drink our tea as brits do they're like we're drinking <laughs> our tea like we yeah. just like to drink some tea eh? wow but like you know they're, they're the brits left and then all this thing happened dragged and the brits and it's just <laughs> that's what we enjoy doing <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, it's it's just it's just not how a lot of us like identify. And yeah. even if right. some Nepali people are like, actually, I'm fine with that. Then of course, like by all means, like you're fine with it. But I'm still not. You know, it's yeah. It, there are power structures and hierarchy yeah. within in every part of the world. Like I don't know where I come from. Also, like I don't know Buddhism and Hinduism says don't attach yourself too much to your identity, or it's gonna like be really detrimental. So I don't know, man. Wow. So that must be very challenging in some ways for you coming to America because, like you said, America is obsessed with identity politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so even if you don't want to fully adhere to that, those kinds of worldviews or considerations, it's kind of forced upon you yeah, living it's, in, New- especially in New York. Yeah, it's, mm. it's really strange. And I understand, you know, when people were like, oh, you're a person of color, like, how can you feel this way about quote-unquote white people? I'm like, first of all, what the hell is white people? I'm like, there's Ice- a terrible people you see. Icelandic people are some. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're really pushy, entitled ones. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? No, the no yeah. Like sunburns. I've met so well. <laughs> then I've met white people in so many different races that it's insane. Yeah. Okay. But 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 the thing is, like you know, I when people I've moved I moved here eight years ago, and I have a completely different history and a completely different life here than a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. So. When I am, when I was not a person of color ever my entire life for 24 years, I come here and people are like, but you are. And like, how can you say that? I'm like, how can you tell me what I am? Mm. And it's just as valid of a question. You know, it's like they get, I don't know if it's a sense of like being like, oh, this person's crazy or, or there's a sense of being threatened. Like, why can she feel this way? And I can't, I'm not really sure where it stems from, but I genuinely like, I've met really incredible, incredibly nice white people. I have met incredibly horrible white people. I've met incredibly nice Nepali people, incredibly terrible Nepali people. People are just people. And I have a really, really hard time with categorizations because... I feel like it's it's a double-edged sword. It's like it's similar to kind of what Fumi said. Yeah, yeah. Because our like friend Fumi grew up in Japan and mm-hmm. moved here to America when mm-hmm. he was twelve, and he found it interesting when people would be categorized as largely as just Asian. Yeah, like yeah. To him, 
it would be like, are like, they Chinese? Um, are yeah, they exactly. Like yeah, yeah. this white person is just as different as this Chinese person. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just both not Japanese. Yeah. So therefore equally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. exactly yeah so that's the discomfort that comes when people are just like oh you're daisy or like yeah but it's just it's just interesting to see that we as people we reach certain points in our lives and in society and we tend yeah. to partake in it and we, we tend to take it so seriously that we think that it's the truth that's never going to change but the truth is that like our concept of power and our concept of society and our concept of everything constantly shifts yeah mm. you know it's like there was a time when men were naked and their naked bodies were like the standard of beauty and slowly it became men you yeah. wouldn't see like statues of naked women it mm. would be these men and their beauty and you know the greek times and the roman times and it was a totally different time and now it's just images of like women and they're sexualized like everywhere and whenever we see a sexual image of a man we're like that's kind of gay or however people see it you know and yeah. we all have those things so I, I don't know i get very yeah. <laughs> honestly i get very confused with these conversations because i have never in my life ever lived thinking i am brown i am a woman i am mm. this every time i face someone i just don't have that reality i have more reality of being a woman right than being brown i mean i feel like a lot of people probably living in america a lot of people that are grew up here that are not white probably now are embracing these sort of labels and maybe you know like even the broad ones like asian yeah i think a lot of people that live in america because even though they're like chinese japanese you know like south asian mm-hmm. nepali because they're like hey we're all we were all being othered Let's yeah. just, it's there yeah. is like some sort of like camaraderie going of course on there. Yeah. so i do i think it's valuable yeah. and i am like and i think okay your experience it? is a little bit different yeah you grew yeah up, yeah yeah like you were you moved you grew up in Kamandu for 24 years yeah yeah, and yeah. You know, here in America, it operates in a lot of extremes. And it's almost like a game we're playing. Like, if people are going to reduce me to just the way I look, then that is how I need to play this game and understand how the power structures are working. Because to just turn a blind eye to that also feels like I'm playing into the system that's making it worse. Yeah, there's no way getting out of the system, is there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, you know, we've had a few questions from (laughs) our listeners because so far most of our guests have been of East Asian descent. Mm -hmm. And I mean, are you aware of your status as like a Nepali person of being like, okay, Asian people are minority, but then even amongst this larger group of Asians, like Nepali is a minority among minorities? Yeah for sure like we don't consider china or india to be a minority at all right they're massive superpowers in the world yeah now it's a different side of the world literally it's on a different side but and of course you know there's i mean it's so like human life is so complex like talking about groups of people i find it very hard it's very difficult for me to talk about groups of people but I f- like if you're from Nepal or if you're from Bhutan, mm-hmm. uh, Maldives, I would even argue more. Sh- maybe Sri Lanka even. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, like Bhutan, Maldives and Nepal are tiny. Like Maldives and like Bhutan, like, like so small. And I feel like they're like the minority of the minority in mm-hmm. the region. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it is. I, I never I understand that there is a different hierarchy and order mm-hmm. in, in the US yeah. um, versus Asia. But at the same time, I do not see a Chinese person or an Indian person or whoever and think that they're minority. I I almost don't even want to take the power themselves hold from them by saying they're a minority. I'm like, 
they're just people that live here and they're working yeah. and i i genuinely think like i don't even want to unless they're poor like if i see somebody like really like working their butt off and like picking up garbage and you know s like sorting out plastic like bottles and stuff on the side and if they're working that hard then i understand that that reality is much more pervasive in their lives than say being um of anywhere in new york i feel yeah. like here like having money is way more important and i think around the world actually classism seems to be a bigger force i notice now than racism per se like it's almost like racism is like this bizarre thing that politicians and like governments or whatever whoever these extremists use to like create like tension between people but somebody's like monetarily benefiting and oh, I, yeah. I tend to see the classist aspect of it way more than mm. like the racist aspect it's like the race is the lie and they affect people emotionally but yeah. the real truth is the money and power and i feel like i tend to focus more on classism than racism because mm. i feel like racism is really used to control us well i mean the thing is that racism is real because people are racist but yeah. it's so emotionally charged yeah. that they take that to distract people from what's really going on exactly which is that's how i meant it i don't yeah, even think i said it well yeah no i mean no like i definitely agree with you and it's just it's such an emotional thing that it like sort of destabilizes people when they're discussing it and thinking about it and then yeah. that's when they sneak in and take your money yeah. <laughs> have you experienced <laughs> it's Sorry, so true yeah. Have you experienced would any classism or racism. racism or prejudice from other Asian people as a byproduct of being Nepalese? Or um, in or in America? In I America. would say like classism in some ways more so than racism. Again, the thing is like I lived in like I live in New York and it's you know, for most part it's hard to come across like a real racist. If they do, they don't come and say it to my face at least. Yeah. I haven't had that experience. Now if you're living somewhere in the middle of fucking America, then I don't know. Mm. The reality must be very different there. Yeah. Right? I like no, I feel like I disagree because I feel like the type of racism that i face in new york is definitely there it's just right. like what you're saying is like they're not going to be like get the hell out of here like like i'm not going to face like that horrible like i think the subtle like what are you from where what do you do and da 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 i get those all the time mm. yeah. like i like the regular like but you don't look this way oh like why is your english so good and i'm like well yeah that's a really good question why is it so good but because i'm smart no but we also you like said. you know we have to study english back home like we have to study two languages at least and the world understands the rest of the world understands that you know we are i mean especially coming from nepal it's so tiny i knew that the world was really big ever since i was young because we know we come from a really small place you come from a really big place and you tend to be like i'm the center of the planet right sort yeah. of mm. you have that ingrained in you because of like the socio-economic reasons and the political reasons and for us it was like it's so tiny so I mean, I face like, I won't say racism. I, I would say I face ignorance in many levels mm -hmm. by people all the time. Um, classism, I have to admit, even when I was going to school and before I was working and I didn't have money, I realized like I was always, I mean, I can say this today. If this was happening like five years ago, I would be a lot colder being outside because i couldn't afford a warmer jacket and now mm -hmm. i can and i normally see like people even just making sly comments like how can that person be warm outside you know i'm like mm -hmm. funny it's like money makes you warm don't you know like money mm -hmm. makes like you don't even have to put your feet on the ground sometimes like mm -hmm. you're going to be ushered from one place to the other you can wear like a little tiny dress and like heels in the snow because you go to an event but uh, mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. there i've i mean the kind of classism that I've actually seen that's way more pervasive has to be in Nepal more than in the U.S. The mm. U.S. is more like, in New York, you know, you never know who's rich. Yeah. They don't, like, walk around being like, 
I have all this fucking money and here I am, like I'm a rich man. It's mm-hmm. so different here. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but in Asia, it's very divided. Like you mm-hmm. know who's like yeah. rich and they'll make a point to tell you that they're rich. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know? So mm-hmm. I yeah. feel it's a little bit subtler here, minus Trump, obviously. Now there are people that are obviously pompous, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit more different here. I see it more in the ignorant side of people where they'll make questions or they'll say things that I'm like, huh interesting you literally think that you owning an apartment in new york makes you poor because you're not as rich as the guy who has three apartments mm-hmm. but you're not poor yeah so like there's this weird inability to see your own self and your be a- aware of your own like thoughts mm. right, i feel like right. ignorance is what i would put it i i just imagine races to be like really scary like real racists mm. yeah mm. like real racists like real racists you know the one that the will like actually like fucking like i see these videos and i'm like oh my god these people are scary man yeah like, the only times i've experienced it in america is during like heated moments mm. <gasps> and it's like when they're angry at me for yeah. some reason maybe like in traffic like roll the window down or like yell a slur yeah. mm-hmm. it's like oh that's your real truth mm-hmm. it's yeah. just like mm-hmm. you're losing your cool but that's what you really feel about me yeah but inside. this is the question how many of those people are you walking around with every day and you don't know because they're not oh, angry yeah. in that moment yeah right and yeah. you know those videos like those racist videos where you see the people being all racist Actually, a lot yeah. of them happen in new york okay so you say you know you you take pride in where you grew up in Nepal yeah. and you know it being a, such a small country is yeah. like definitely informed your politics mm-hmm. and just how you judge and accept other people do you hope that Nepal becomes more mainstream or more well known or do you I, would you prefer to just it's like this be the Bjork of Asia yeah. <laughs> see like that's kind of nice because yeah. I think Iceland is able to maintain its own progress and deal with its own problem on its own outside Mm -hmm. the interference of other people and one thing that i am noticing with um nepal right now is especially i I fucking hate social media like through social media i see everybody taking on very eurocentric and americanized uh like identity or like socio-political context and like putting them in Nepal and being like, this is cultural appropriation Mm. or this is racism. And I'm like, first of all, technically racism doesn't quite exist back home. So can we actually dissect this a little bit Mm. and figure out what the problem is? What do you mean racism doesn't exist in Nepal? we have caste system predominantly, Mm -hmm. which is a much more pervasive way Mm. of... um, discriminating people mm-hmm. um, yeah it's yeah. it's it's classes but it's also this thing it's like it's ascribed so you you're born into that caste and you can't get out of it so technically it's like being you're born asian and you're oh, oh my god i just said asian you're born <laughs> chinese or you're born korean or you're born thai you know mm-hmm, the difference mm-hmm. is like if you're born thai you can't be chinese right so right. like caste system functions that way and it's very 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 i hate it i find it highly problematic um there's literally the predominant method of like prejudice in nepal not race yeah race would be like we don't i don't even particularly know like how to talk about race back home i guess are there a lot of i am an r this is going to be really funny i think i'm the aryan race Uh which is uh pretty close to you're the aryan race i am i'm the aryan somebody wow we have our first (laughs) aryan guest on feeling asian Oh my god. It's also kind of close to Caucasians, right? Okay, I'm yeah. s- I'm seriously I'm being very open like yeah. and then there is the Dravidian, mm-hmm. the Dravidian people which is I don't know again know if this is a race. Sounds but sexy. Dra- but Dravidians <laughs> are like, like the darker game. skinned 
um, South Asians like Sri Lankans or Maldivians yeah. and South Indians. And then you have like Mongolians, right? And Mongolians uh-huh. are like, you guys. It's like us. We're yeah, that's me. So, wait, there's a thing called Aryan race, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there is. I, we're just joking. It's just really tricky, I know, you know? Because no, like in the West, you're like... Yeah, that's Imagine where the no, you're, you're the yeah. West and you are an Aryan race, mm-hmm. and then you, swastika is actually an auspicious symbol for you, like that's our reality. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you come to the West and you're like, oh shit, Hitler, and oh shit, yeah. like it's so everything is so different here. You know, it's just like totally, we literally, it's a different world. It's, it's literally different worlds. Yeah. So the Aryan world. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. Well, welcome <laughs> to my world, guys. <laughs> welcome. Just welcome to my world. I can make fun of them. Yeah. I can make fun of Aryans. Yeah. Cause I'm part German. I'm just kidding. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh. But it's a uh, that, that's a terrible joke. Make, Let's just delete like that. But didn't like Hitler try to like I didn't he make his way to Tibet or something to try to I figure have, out like oh, I have no idea. Yeah, man. He Never like he that. went on like an extensive thing to like figure out some like blah blah. I don't sounds like a white when, person. When people are nuts, <laughs> like you're, <laughs> that's what you are. When you're yeah. nuts, you're nuts. But here in America, um, identity politics are very big, mm. and we place an emphasis on appearance. And so I guess if you had any autonomy or voice in this, what would you want Nepal to be most known for or celebrated for if it were to obtain more mainstream uh, attention? The one thing that I've seen about Nepal and um, Nepali people is that we are very resilient. And I mean Mm. this because I never understood this when I was living there. But we've gone through just like societal and political bullshit for so long, but we we persevere and we are still for most part not violent Mm -hmm. um any other place in the world if they'd gone through imagine like for years of your life like you have 18 hours of electricity cut there's no fuel and the country is like literally like stopping you know you have to line up for three days to get like gas for your bikes and there's literally no cooking gas and we had to line up for months and put our names down you know and all these things that are just every day like not having hot water or like having a Maoist insurgency or just like having really bad politics we're very very resilient and we still haven't broken out into this major disoriented sort of like completely disorganized society Mm -hmm. we're still functioning we're doing well we still have a really strong community and with that comes like some issues but it also has benefits and I feel like if there's anything that I would like for people to really know about Nepal is of course the art and the history and stuff but really this ability to like persevere through things that are not really that important and really be able to like be happy and accept life as it comes and not just mm-hmm. be completely like, I don't know, consumed by what it isn't, you know? Mm-hmm. we I mean, that was also one of the things that we were weak at. Like sometimes I wish we were a little bit more proactive. That's why I was like, I need to get out of here because mm-hmm. I felt like the general sense of like slowness was stopping us from moving forward. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I see another benefit to it is that if you don't really... If you are kind of on the slower end, you kind of live life in a different pace and you have different ideas for life. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when like New York has a blackout and everyone's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck <laughs> for an hour? Like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, well, light a candle. I don't know. Like, we lit candles. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So it's just, it's very humble and it's still very simple. And it's, yeah, it's the best of the best and the worst of the worst, like everywhere else, I guess. I think I learned so much on this episode, young me. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned that I'm a sexual minority. (laughs) 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 I was like, what is... I love that phrase. I'm going to start calling myself that. Sexual minority. I know that's... Oh, my God. I like it. Uh, But this has been great. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Arpana. Yeah, of course. Um, 
Yeah, so far. When are you guys like, gonna come over and do this again, just for fun? Yeah, we're <laughs> just, just for fun. No, without mics. the mics, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll have the mics, but we won't plug them into yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug for our listeners, or maybe where can they find your work? Um, yes. Yeah, so my full name is Arpana Raya Maji. You can find my work on Instagram, but you can also go to www.arpanarayamaji.com. I I don't have to spell it out, right? Because like when you well, guys put it out, it'll we be will. Yeah, okay. We'll write it. Okay. okay, great. Okay, What's your Instagram? Uh, it's Arpana Rayamaji. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Uh, keep they it real simple. It but yeah, the other one thing I'd like to add is it's been really nice having you guys over. I was really nervous when I started. Uh oh. Just seeing how you confident and like chill. No, I can like fake that. Oh. That I've like learned that enough in acting school for a year and a half. So, <laughs> but it was really nice, and this has been really nice. Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank yeah. you guys find brian on instagram and twitter at it's brian park and you can find young me at ym mayor yeah and yeah, that's it yeah leave us a review on itunes subscribe on spotify share with a friend and i think that's it for us guys goodbye Bye. thank you